I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to It's Your Funeral, the podcast where we interview guests about the most important day of their afterlives as ever. I'm here with the sickest man on Instagram. It's Sam Hammond, a.k.a. Vom Cruz. How are you, Sam? Feeling really sick and, yeah. Very, yeah, very. I'm always feeling. You're swaying, so you're moving in and out of the microphone. I'm for you here. This yeah, is what I'm doing. just keep your dulcet so, tones yeah. right in um, the microphone. Yeah, How have I you feel been? really good today. Actually, I'm just trying to counter the usual. You complained last time that I always say I'm, I'm like, mm, I'm <laughs> but yeah, I feel. Um, it is on brand though. Yeah, yeah, but I feel feel quite positive today. I don't know. There's a spring in my step. I think it's all the. The cocaine I did on the way here. There is that. And we're recording just after Prince Philip's death, and you had a very busy time on your Instagram account after that. It was like uh, yeah, I mean, the I dream mean, was, for you. It was you a went long... to town on that, lad. Honestly, like, I couldn't believe the uh, the thick and fast. It was like, you know, uh, Buckingham Palace had prepared ahead of time. And yeah, yeah. the obituaries. I mean, that day, I didn't have time to do it. I was like, I've got a lot of stuff on, and... I didn't have time for the old cunt to die, and then he died, right. and yeah, then he, yeah. and I was like, "You selfish prick!" A real insight for our audience on how uh, Vom Cruz's life works. You heard his voice there already, though, so I'll introduce our guest. It is actor Ryan Sampson. How are you, Ryan? I'm smashing, thanks. Smashing. Yeah. I feel like you were smashing worried that if you said anything else, I'd say that, like I said to Sam, that he's always miserable. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I mean, I'm just still reeling from him saying this is him on a, in a, on a good day with a spring in his step. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely morose. Yeah, that's just, that's just the that's way. Uh, Ryan, thank you for coming on. How is your, Hi. you know, we're, we're, when are we? We're kind of uh, early April. Mm. The pubs have just opened for outdoor stuff. Mm. How has your year been? Have you managed to survive it? Horrible. It's been <laughs> awful. Yeah, it's been uh, really. I people. I I've been working for. I I I did a, a a job that was meant to take four and a half months, but then took seven months because of coronavirus. And um, people were like, well, you were away in Manchester. It's brilliant. You were working, and that side of it was really good. I was filming uh, Brassic, the third series, mm-hmm. and. Um, Sky One, I believe. Exciting. Sky One. Yeah, good plug. Yeah, helping me out there a little bit. Um, uh, but um, I mean. At doing a job in a city away from the people that you are generally hanging around with in a pandemic has just been like next level uh, nightmare stations for me. I just feel like mm. I don't know. I, I I just I don't know who I am if I'm not in relation to the people who I'm always around. Do you know what I mean? Manchester's yeah. only really good as well when oh, all the yeah. pubs are open 
because otherwise yeah. it because that's you know it's it's the best night out you'll have but none of that's there all it is is just like a swamp it just rains every day yeah it rains every day it's it's all made of concrete because we're in the center of town which is meant to be just like so much fun and there's everything on your doorstep but then when everything closes down and you can't see a scrap of grass for a mile outside <laughs> and then um i broke my foot so i couldn't get out of the um the flat that i was staying in so i just i was just like hobbling around these like this tiny little room like i was in a sort of prison i went proper sort of prison mentality <laughs> yeah, oh man like, oh, oh you went full tom hanks and castaway started yeah. talking to the volleyball yeah 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 that kind of thing yeah yeah christ I mean, it, was, it was my alexa so it did a bit of talking back but not not nothing of, of jesus substance. <laughs> did, did, do you think it added to the performance in brassic or well, i'll tell you what's going to be interesting is watching how they've cropped out my leg when i have got that big cast right, on yeah. me. like there's a, at one point there's a bin just randomly appears in front of me a lot quite a lot of scenes everyone leaves me behind and then i just yeah. appear in the next place that they're walking to how did you break your foot um well we throughout <laughs> filming we did like a fight scene on a boat uh, and we did like um this bit where we're chasing after a bull all these kind of like exciting bits and yeah. then i stood up in my kitchen <laughs> it just snapped. Oh god. So that's like a kind of slightly less sexy version of when Tom Cruise did that stunt in Mission Impossible and uh, yeah. broke his leg and yeah, you yeah. you did lots of brassic stunts but then just stood up in your kitchen and Yeah, yeah. Snapped and then, the toe. it was quite an exciting stunt that I did. I'd obviously <laughs> had a good idea or something at the time and then, you know, do you stand up yeah, when you've got an idea? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Ryan's light bulb moment is just yeah. a standing up. <laughs> Yeah, Talking yeah. of Brassic, though, funnily, um, Joe Gilgan, who obviously is a mutual friend of ours, but he's a childhood friend of mine, and this is a podcast mm. about death, and I actually nearly killed Joe once. Oh, yeah. yeah when Who's we were, Joe? Does he... What's... Joe writes and stars oh, in Brassic. Okay. Yeah. When we were about 17, I used to have a Bedford Rascal van. All my mates used to pile on the back of it, and we got really, really stoned one day, and we decided we want to go to Liverpool to this skate park, and we all piled in. I had, low, you know, too many people in the back, no seats in the you back. You did have the your driving licence, though, yeah, at this point. Yeah, driving licence. Mm. But I was flying down this road, slammed into the side of a, a woman in a Land Rover. We, we, we spun off the road, went through a fence, down down like a ditch, hit a tree where there was a big cliff edge, windscreen shattered. Basically nearly killed all my friends. So, yeah, don't get stoned and drive when you're 17. But Joe was in that accident, actually. So and I've heard that from yeah. him from the other end of things. Yeah. Oh, there was some cunt driver. Yeah, <laughs> up, Joe. Like, no, that was me. Going <laughs> on a tangent, it's not true, but actually it's been substantiated. That's yeah, brilliant. I was watching Brassic when it came out, and there's a scene where a Bedford Rascal goes into a field, I think, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bedford Rascal's featured heavily, so you actually yeah, yeah. contributed quite a bit. I know, I'm, I'm going to ask him for some royalty. Do you inspire one of the main characters in Brassic, I then, I wonder? I don't think I do. But I think um, a, a bunch of the characters are inspired by some of our mates and my, uh, that we grew up with. Yeah, I, I don't have a character in it, but um, yeah, there's some names in there that are based on my mates' names and Joe's mates' names. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's there's a loosely loosely based on um, adventures that think we got up to when we were yeah, little yeah. wankers. Yeah. Um, Naughty little oh, boys. Excellent. Yeah, and you've also got a Citroen 2 CV in there, and I had a Citroen 2 CV. As well, so he's he's all the car stuff come from me. He, <laughs> Joe owes me a, Joe owes me at least hundred quid for this. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard you talk about cars once. No, well, I, you're I, somebody's inspiration. Well, you know, I'm a man of mystery. Uh, Ryan, we should bring it back to the subject at heart. So I like to ask this question: um, What is your funeral experience? Uh, this is not going to be a fun. This is not going to be a fun note for a podcast. But you can you, you can make it fun. You can. It's I'm purposely vague. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I've been quite a few. I've had a, quite a few family members. I I lost my mum a few years ago, and so that's like the significant tent pole funeral mm. moment of mine. Um, which is obviously like about as bad as it gets. Yeah, and I've yeah. got a sort of strange thing now where, like, when I think back to it, I have like big chunks that are really vivid, and then chunks that are completely missing because I was sort of in. Uh, in a fugue state, I think they call it. You know, yeah. when you're sort of a bit absent. Yeah, I think that's just like a coping mechanism, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah. I think. Oh, I had this weird thing where I can remember being really excitable and like happy to to like show people around in a sort in a way that was like really not fitting for the fact that like mm. you you've lost your mum and you're at her funeral and I was sort of like weirdly determined to kind of put on a sort of show you know what I mean yeah. it, 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 it must have been really strange for anyone talking to me at that point Like, I, I think what you say about that state is really interesting though because of stuff like um, one of the reasons the police really went for Amanda Knox after the Meredith Kircher murder was because of the way she was reacting the next day with her boyfriend around the murder scene and they were kissing mm. each other and whatever right, putting on yeah. a show and I think it just proves really that you don't know how anyone is going to react to it's never, something appalling. It's never quite what you'd imagine it should be. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think by my reckoning, you are our second guest to have mentioned their mother having died. We had David, the artist David Schillinglaw on yeah. early in the first series, and he told an amazing story about how um, she died at uh, a surprise birthday party for her. It was her retirement party. Oh, sorry, her, her oh, retirement nice. party. Yeah, yeah. And then, so it happened like on stage while she was giving a speech. Am I right? I think she'd just done a speech and everyone who loved her was there, colleagues, her family oh, and friends. Amazing. And then she, she had a heart problem and died in front of them all. My boyfriend, his nan, mm. um, who was just like a boolean kind of like big French woman, um, she died, she really loved to see it. and her husband died and they went on this, like, um, her and her friend go on this amazing holiday mm. and she swims out into the sea and she's there doing the backstroke and at some point her friend goes, she's been out there for fucking ages but I can see her anyway and then notices that she's banging into, on her back, she's banging oh, wow. into one of the boys at sea <laughs> and they realise that she's dead but you just think, I, you can't be, that's, phenomenal yeah. like what a way to go like looking at the sky while you float and you see it float on your back and see it's fucking incredible yeah what's your dream way of going sam i mean i don't really like the modern world so in a few years i'm just going to take myself to the bottom of the garden with a shotgun and like a Ralmo. bottle of whiskey <laughs> no i'm not really because my mum would be upset but um i don't know i would like to go in a spectacular fashion you know then at least you get in the papers people remember you for nothing too embarrassing but mm. like be, I don't know it'd be good to go in, out in a ball of flames some way yeah I'd like to explode on a punchline I'd like to say something really funny and then just pause for effect and then my heart bursts and then that happened to that. Tommy Cooper didn't it is it not Tommy Cooper who I mean, died it, on stage wasn't it like the curtains came down and I have no, he collapsed that. and then the curtain came down and everyone and pissed like, themselves <laughs> laughing yeah, yeah I think so it was Tommy good. Cooper yeah. Yeah, yeah. I that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that is a good you way to go you used to always hear about spontaneous combustion. You'd be like, this woman in France just, yeah, just yeah. exploded. Never hear about it anymore, do you? So I, I don't know. It's out of favour. Yeah. What's, what's happened? Is it our diets have changed? Because that is an amazing way to go. If you've had a good life and then you just... You know, wandering through, <laughs> wandering <laughs> through IKEA, and you just fucking explode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, take really out a few good. bookcases on your way. Yeah, that, yeah, 
But now, I love that our diets have changed, so now we're getting enough selenium and no one's <laughs> no yeah. one's combusting anymore. Wait, was, what? Because I really, it's fun, that really resonates with me because I remember knowing what spontaneous combustion meant really young and that term being used a lot. But it's I don't remember deal. it being a, 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 attributed to people just blowing up randomly. They, they do, they, just, they spontaneously combust. They just... But I thought it was things that spontaneously combusted rather than people no, would them. actually. Is that you, a thing? It's a build-up of gases, I think. You don't know if it's a bit apocryphal or not. He's selling it to you as if it's not a hard and fast truth, but I think this is very much like the, on the on the forums. <laughs> I'm definitely going to Google It was one that. of those things, the only things you talked about when we were kids was quicksand, which also is not yeah, yeah. is not like yes quicksand is a very scary is like yeah. fucking hell that's going to happen to at least mm. 10 of us be careful yeah. it's never happened to anyone in the sharks hip- sharks and spontaneous combustion yeah 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 and then the internet arrived and it just sort of dispelled all these um common myths yeah but yeah I'd, I'd love i'd love to explode <laughs> um you know once i've had a good life and stuff but if you could explode during a recording of this podcast and we had it on video that would might maybe help push us amplify us to a greater audience are you, are you videoing it? we're not no. no um so okay so you've had quite a lot of funerals we haven't actually had a lot of guests who've been we've had quite a few guests who are just like oh, i haven't been to that many funerals so you've you've had to experience it quite a lot have the the reason this podcast came about is because i have fantasized probably more than i should about what my own funeral would look like so is that a thought that you've ever really had uh, no, but I do like to say to people, "What do you have a secret inkling of how you think you're going to die? Mm. And you realise that most people don't want to admit it, and they do. Like most people, it preys on their mind quite a bit. Mm. And I wonder, through some sort of cosmic attraction thing, if that, if you put that into place, really. It scares people, but yeah. like, do you feel like you have an, an idea about how? I think, I, just, I don't know, I've... Not lived the healthiest life. Yeah, yeah. Abused myself various ways. It's going to be one of the organ failures or cancer. I am vegan and I've been a vegetarian my whole life, so I, mm-hmm. I, I hope that counts for something. Mitigates it a little bit. A little yeah. bit, but yeah, yeah, I think I've probably got the heart of like an 80-year-old, so I might have like five years left. So we'll see. But presumably that stuff can, if you just lay off it for a bit, it gets better. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I you, don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, but your heart walls just get thinner and thinner, and then that's. I it, don't. Right? I don't know. Heart stuff seemed pretty rubbish. You used to be able to get a pig's one, didn't you? Oh Do you yeah, remember, yeah. Remember there was like a kids' TV show with a little yes, girl who got a pig, a pig's heart. Yeah, yeah. Like pig girl or something. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been a difficult. Pitch to unless it was the queen's, <laughs> unless it was the queen's nose or yeah, the raccoon. The queen's nose wasn't about a transplant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember, was she called Melody in the Queen's Nose? Harmony. No, the, the uh-huh. big sister, yeah, yeah. the fit one. Oh, really? I was really in love with the big one, the, the older one. I don't remember. The big sister. I remember that. And then the other thing I'm just remembering now is the Sammy ad, Five Children in It. Yeah. Do you remember that? That was shit. Yeah, they looked yeah. rubbish, that thing, didn't it? That was my nickname at school, at primary school, <laughs> Sammy ad. Yeah. Of course. Like, nice one, guys. You know how you fancied that girl from, what's she called? Um, the Queen's Nose. The Queen's Nose, right. So I, I've noticed that... Do you feel like your tastes in who you fancy in adult life have been shaped by the people on TV of that age? Because yeah. I have noticed that mine basically boil down to like it's fucking like Zach from Saved by the Bell, like, <laughs> mixed with a bit of Screech from the Saved, Saved by oh, the Bell. God know? rest his soul. Yeah, he's dead. He died a few died, weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, sorry. Oh, that's him. That's him off the book. Of this. Good, <laughs> yeah, good, so good content for this podcast. But yeah, yeah. sorry for Is that. that a mixture of Zach and Screech. That's good. So you're going for like the humour and the good looks. And the, yeah. the charm. Also, yeah. Zach could do that thing, which was never explained because it was just some kids going to school. But he could go time out, and everyone in the room froze. Yeah, and then yeah. he could talk to the camera. 
which was really weird. Yeah, yeah. But we yeah. all just went, yeah, nice one. He yeah, can, yeah, he can stop time. Nice. Yeah, breaking the fourth wall. And actually, mm. now if we look that, watch that back, they must have all been like wobbling a bit in the background, trying to because they didn't. <laughs> no. They must have been. Yeah, that's true. And then of course Screech went off and did a porn film just to bring it back to porn, as I like to. With a fake dick. Was it a, fa- with a, f- a fake dick? With a yeah, fake yeah, dick. A fake dick. Suppose, suppose this came out when after he died that yeah, all the porn he had a fake like a weird fake dick, plastic one, or like someone else's that was. I think it was like um, a plastic one that was like over the top of his dick. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which, I don't know where you get them from, but I'm gonna get one. And then he did Celebrity Big Brother. I think after that. I was once in a. Um, I signed up for this hotel chain that has got that's got this like fancy sort of sauna underneath it because I just felt like I was uh, on my last legs, and so I was going of a week to this kind of really ritzy spa thing right. and just slowly coming to sort of resent it more and more and noticing the the tribes of people who come through because obviously they're not the same people because they're at a hotel, mm. um, and there was this one guy who started coming who is like he was like maybe seventy and quite like skinny fat sort of thing. Um, like saggy older dude, but had clearly bought a rubber knob to put down his <laughs> so that he could like sidle up to people and just casually chat to them. But with, he'd gone, he'd gone in retrospect for one size bigger than plausible, right? Which is the te- it's always a temptation, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, George Michael and Andrew Ridgely used to do the same stuff with shuttlecocks when they were in uh, Wham, didn't they? Tight shorts and shuttlecocks down their pants. Yeah. yeah. If you check shuttlecocks. out all the videos. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean that, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that shuttlecocks are one size uh, too big, but yeah, well, yeah. they were famous it's for very it. Rigid outline. So how long were you spending in this sauna to know, to see people come in and out and in and out and in and out? At the time, and I was like, I'd go like twice a week, and you know, like it, something that starts off really like a treat that's really luxurious, and then you, next week you're like, mm. Mm. and it's regrouting. Yeah. A bit like oh, it's a bit too warm actually in here, isn't it? And before I was just sort of, for a long I was like livid, just like staring <laughs> these like poor Japanese tourists. It was like I was always like crouched in the corner, yeah. Wouldn't like buy one of the drinks or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, I feel like uh, you brought up that subject of uh, people wishing their own way of dying on each on themselves. That mm-hmm. in the way you brought it up, that maybe you've thought about how you might die then. Or um, how you'd like to die, if you could wish it upon yourself. I'm just a generally terrified man. I've managed to, gen- to normally cultivate an air of not being terrified all the time, but I am of, I am quite often terrified about something. So I feel like I, I'm like harassed with these ideas of I'm going to die reg- quite regularly. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not going to be, for example, anything you can put sort of factors in place again so now like watching me cross the road it's, mm. it's a real system it's got in place like oh really we're doing a lot of left and right looking yeah, so yeah. obsessive <laughs> compulsive not dying yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah but it will be something shit like similar like my heart burst because I've just taken those drugs or whatever you know it's yeah. hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. It would be kind of disappointing, I think, if your heart or organ is going to fail because of drugs for it not to happen whilst you're on drugs. Yeah. It's almost an ex- a reason to just yeah. be on drugs all the time. I that think. guy, um, what's he called from The Who, um, the bass player, John, is it John Entwistle? He was like 75 and he died high on coke whilst inside a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like mid, mid, mid shag, you know, I mean, which is, if he's your dad or your granddad, you, you know, you probably put up with a lot of shit and you're like oh for fuck's sake why do you have to die inside a prostitute but that's also I think, actually sex workers sex work, yeah. sorry yeah. sorry sex she's workers be quite specific with her rundown of when and how he died because she didn't go yeah. we made love and mm. then he and then he and then he died no she's really hit the nail well i believe <laughs> she had to call the fire she couldn't get him off her and and she was underneath him and he was Inside of her, and yeah, wow. she she was probably a, a smaller lady, and he was a big old fat man, and oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it was it was she had to call the fire brigade. That would be that would be so traumatic that I couldn't go back to sex work if that happened to me. No, no, but um, also like, give it another lockdown, and you'll be back in. Sex yeah, work. I will. <laughs> also, my instinct straight away was to think now, based on what I've seen in films and television, just my caveat there. Don't you pay? Do you pay the sex worker before or after? Had she got her payment? That's what I'm wondering. I imagine they. Or they, did she have to go rifling through his jeans? Well, hopefully she mm. did anyway. Just for, you'd like to, to think you know, so. you want to extra money for being died on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I imagine you you pay up front. Otherwise, you could just run, run off. off. Yeah. After that. That's what happened with um, Sam Cooke, the singer, wasn't it? I think he yeah. he was um, entertaining a sex worker. And she, uh, he, he tried not to pay her. Tried not to pay her. And we're being so very she, politically correct today. Yeah, yeah. So she, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. Uh, and uh, yeah, she, she, he tried not to pay her because he's been a cunt. And she stole some of his stuff when he was in the shower and ran off. And then he ran after her. And then the um, motel lady shot him dead because to protect this lady. 
Yeah. Yeah. So pay your sex workers up front. Damn right. Mm. Pay them up front. And entertain them. If you can entertain a sex worker, entertain I mean, if, if you're Sam Cooke, you're going to... Darling, you... You'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, can I pay yeah. you by just singing a song? If I'm Sam yeah, Cooke. Yeah. I actually know quite a lot of people who pay a sex worker stay behind so they could just play them songs yeah. <laughs> play them their own just songs some material on yeah exactly yeah. Oh, just I was talking to one. a sex worker once this well, a girl who used to be one and she said there was this one guy who used to just pay her to go and just sit with him and like just hang out and listen to tunes yeah. and he's like I don't want to have sex with you I just want yeah. Uh, no, no, I think he used to date a guy who subsequently became a sex worker yeah. and he said oh, he had two people who wanted to lick his legs and that was it <laughs> Yeah. I mean, can you get me their numbers? Because they can lick my legs all day long. I don't know they just want to indiscriminately lick anyone's legs. They want something about him. What's wrong they... with my legs? I haven't seen your legs, bro. <laughs> just cast yeah. uh, If yeah. anyone out there wants to lick my legs, honestly, right now I'll do it for about £7.50. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, can lick I don't legs. know if I've brought this up in this podcast before, but I once got myself into a bit of an issue having replied to an advert looking for um, a scientific people for a scientific experiment around tickling. Oh, that's the. Have the you seen the documentary? It's a fucking, so, have you seen that documentary? It's amazing. It's amazing, really? right? But I, so I, this was about five years before the documentary came out or before I became aware of the documentary. But I, it was during one of those periods I used to do stand up. In fact, I've started doing it again, but it was during a period where I was doing stand up and therefore I would basically at that point do anything for a, a hundred quid. Yeah. So I saw this advert saying looking for people to um, be tickled for a scientific experiment. <laughs> and uh, I answered it and spoke to the guy. And he was like, yeah. Jimmy Savile. And obviously I asked all the questions like, I don't have to be naked, do I? He's like, no, absolutely not. You just have to take your top off and you can keep your trousers on <laughs> or wear some shorts. <laughs> and uh, and he was like, okay. So he said, turn up to... Now, my recollection of this is it was definitely a hotel down by the South Bank. And it's like where the Savoy is, but it wasn't the Savoy. Somewhere down there, one of the hotels down there. Maybe the, I think there's maybe a Hilton down there. And I met him in the um, lobby. And... <laughs> Is this Harvey Weinstein? This, it wasn't, but this is this is where it's like, obviously, uh, I'm already looking like a fucking idiot here, but it becomes more idiotic as then he's like, okay, follow me. And I follow him into the lift and it still doesn't cross my mind that this is going to be anything other than what he said, but why didn't it? And we walk up along the hotel hallway and the only, the time where it really hits me is when I walk into the hotel room and it's just a bed and a video camera in the corner. And he's like, <laughs> okay, you can use the bathroom to take your clothes off now if you'd like. And I ran into the bathroom and then had a possibly my biggest ever freak out because I thought it's very possible that when I open this bathroom door, he's going to donk me on the head with something and knock me out. So I was like, I'm cape physically like it could overpower you. Not that I remember. I've got to be honest, not that I remember, but it it certainly didn't cross my mind that he couldn't. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, So I'm in that bathroom and I'm panicking and I start trying to call people and there's no signal on my phone. No. And uh, in the end, I just decided to like make a run for it and like kind of in one movement, open the door and run out and shout like, fuck off. Yeah, I'm getting out of here or whatever. Yeah. But I've always known that that's the famous within my family and friends, the Tickle Hotel story. And then about five years later, heard about that documentary yeah. and it turns out there's a huge network uh, starting at this top guy in America where he would feed down like a, a pyramid scheme of people being paid to get videos of people being tickled so that he could wank over them. Really? But then, wouldn't wasn't there some sort of blackmail element to it? Like, yeah, he, higher up, yeah, yeah. He had these videos of people that he would use as leverage to kind of control them. But I just sort of think if I found 
if I'm quite ready for the idea that at some point some sort of like incriminating videos or whatever are going to come out of me yeah. out, out, about me, and I just feel like you've got to just be like open and fine about that. Really, I don't think I'd be really too embarrassed. Not, really, not, yeah. I mean, especially if it's just being tickled by a random man, who cares? Oh well, yeah, that, but, you know. But I mean, least of all, some know, of yeah. the some of the reasons, if I remember in the documentary, some of the reasons they they would call it like competitive tickling, like yes, as if it was competition. Yeah. It's definitely got to be sexual, isn't it? No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, when I when I walked into that hotel room, there was nothing. More more sexual that I could have ever thought of than what would have happened next, which would have been me being lying on a bed, him starting to tickle me on camera, and then of course, as soon as I'd left the room, he was going to wank over it. I think tickling Surely. should be probably banned now after COVID, anyway. You know, it could... or it should become an Olympic sport. Yeah, <laughs> one or the other. I'd watch it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you've not given much thought to your own funeral. If you wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind for one minute, give us an idea if you had, if it was your decision as to what you would do for your funeral, mm. obviously, that you've made before you died, what kind of funeral would you like it to be? How would you like it to look? Who's there? Who's not? And then we can move on to the more important bit, which is the wake. <laughs> well, I, I have had a few, I'm sort of a bit reluctant to tell you actually, because like in my head secrets of like how I'm going to have it play out sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin it for my friends. Okay. Well, you can, well, you can definitely you know lie. What? Hopefully it'll be a long enough time. I'll forget about yeah. this. Yeah, to be honest, they're probably but, not going to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing is I want, to I want to have it to be as like traditional and mundane and sad as possible. And then for me to put a screen to be to kind of slowly come down with me um, pre-recorded mm. on it, and as they're in the, like, the throes of grief, to be <laughs> I do, I, maybe like um, you know, she's so lucky, <laughs> she's a star. Like, I just feel like something that really kind of upsets it, and and also to have it just feels like brilliantly egotistical to have like a whole speech from yourself at your own funeral really just like reveling in how great you were <laughs> definitely yeah. that's quite a common theme with the more uh, performery is it guests we've is had it? for sure that's great that kind yeah. of stuff i think it's brilliant yeah but if you're living your life in fear of like being run over and all yeah, those yeah. things as you explained earlier you should probably get that get recorded done. soon it's on my to-do list really but then that you know like the one thing begets the other i'm i'm concerned that might set off a chain of events you never know yeah. do you? you don't want to tempt, tempt it just down. really made me laugh that sounds like actually mate yeah. Maybe you should get this done soon because yeah. who knows what's going to happen before you leave this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can well, film it after this recording if I've you got want. The studio time, but it's just that. So. Well, as you've already heard, I'll do anything for a hundred quid. Yeah, so yeah. If you need any like sound recording, doing or video for this very important part of your life, yeah. we'll happily yeah. knock it off in the next I'll half hour. Tickle anyone for the last time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We had someone, I think, who suggested, or maybe this is a video clip I've seen, um, kind of uh, them shouting things that in, from a, a recorder that's in their coffin. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, like, ah, I'm still down here. I'm into, I'm into any of that kind of performance-based stuff. Yeah. And um, what about the wake? Do you want to lay on a free bar? What, is it going to be a big party? I just feel like the amount of hosting I've done in my life, I don't see why I should like extend it into after I'm dead. Also, that does feel like it's taking the piss a little bit because I'm not getting anything out of it. But I would like it to be. So the other way you go with it is you have it like proper pagan, you know, like slightly 
Cornwall vibes. <laughs> like, there's a lot of fire and a lot of like people smudged with ash smoke, kind of shouting things into, right. into the night. I would, I'd, I'd quite enjoy that sort of vibe. Yeah, you could have an, what like an evening uh, wake. Or, I mean, no one's actually done an evening funeral. They're always in the day, aren't they? You could do like a funeral late at night. And, have we yeah. not had a nightclub funeral yet? No, I don't think we have. I feel like the way that things are going, there's not going. No one's in fifty years time, whatever. No one's going to be having like uh, full on formal funerals. Everywhere's burned to the ground anyway. It's, we're all going to be like living kind of yeah. with, at, at, by our means sort of thing. So it just, I just feel like um, I might as well embrace that and have this dystopian future funeral where it starts at you know midnight. And goes on till it goes right through till the sun comes. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's a lovely little. <laughs> will it be like you mentioned pagan? Will that just be in sort of aesthetic, or will it be? Will there be like some? We prepare some rituals or some sacrifice. I mean, yeah. it's mainly going to be aesthetics because I don't know shit about paganism. But you can like, make it I'm hundred percent going to make it up. And there's going to be like some sort of smearing of blood on your wrists or, or something, yeah. and, and yeah. like, and sort of vague Latin phrases like people got like five years ago on a t-shirt. So yeah. <laughs> From uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's All right, yeah, thing. that sounds I great. That. Can I come if I'm still alive? You, I mean, there's no chance you're still going to be alive at this point by the sounds of things. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Ryan's very sure he's going to outlive you. Yeah, you don't know. The video on the screen is is me licking your legs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> My corpse's legs. <laughs> um, yeah, and. What we like to ask and use this as the title of our uh, of our episodes. Mm. Have you given any thought, or can you quickly give some thought to what you'd like written on your headstone, your gravestone? If you want one, you might not want a gravestone. Yeah. Um. I, again, because I'm thinking future, future proofing this. Basically, I feel like it's just going to be whatever's to hand, isn't it? Really, it's going to be like um. Auto glass repair. Auto, <laughs> auto glass replace. It's going to be just like a, a sort of a disused hummus tub, and so I'll, I'll end up being called like whatever. The, I'll end up having on it whatever's on that sort of thing. I like how I you, you 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 agree with me. People are always calling me a miser for saying like everything's fucked, and you know I do I do my recycling, I do my bit, I'm a vegan, but at the same time I'm always like, what's the fucking point? The world's going to end. We're going to destroy it, and everyone calls me a miser. But you you agree with me that we're going to be living in Mad Max times within. Yeah. a few years I don't think like what's the point I think like the point is just to make the most of it but it is 100% mm. like look into this like we're fucked we, yeah like London is underwater in 40s I've got I've got a friend who is a um, a climate researcher at a really high level yeah. and um, he's Mexican I, I don't know if I could do his accent or not He's like, he's like, I'm so excited because I am, um, I am moving to Germany for a new job, and I am going to be a, a first class citizen. Uh, a first class citizen was like, I don't think you mean a first class citizen. You mean like a first world citizen? And he goes, no, first class because these are the places that are protected for when the floods are happening. Right. Like, I'm like, no, that is just. Can he's... you have a map for it off him for us? Like... No, no, no. The maps are online. Right. Like, I'm amazed that no, I'm. This is the thing. You've got to be looking this shit up. Like, mm. I'm I'm not buying a, a place in the future. I'm not going to buy a place in the flood plains of, no. like, you right. know, like round the... I, I live near the canal on in um, Hackney, and I just feel yeah. like, well, that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't... Maybe go 100 yards back. I'm, I'm constantly looking for... Yeah. You know, like, the bits where... <laughs> the, what do you call it? Topo topography. Yeah. Like, the bits that are, are higher up. Higher ground. I think, oh, Stamford Hill. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's I think about things like that when I think about tsunamis, but I'm less worried about the we're, we're in fifty years, area, fifty really, years time. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, floods. 
I mean, because I'm old, I'll, die, I'll be dead by then anyway. I'll give you the things to worry about: floods and um, and the uh, imminent water, so water shortages. You want to? If I mean, listen, I've looked into buying an aquifer. Do you know about aquifers? No. Und- underwater lake, or reservoirs of water, an underground reservoirs of water. Right. So in the future, there are going to be war. Instead of it being oil, we're all going to be battling over water. And so, mm. like five years ago, I first heard about this, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to look into buying. Aqu- buying some bits of aquifers, I just wonder what that is. Yeah, that's yeah. like all of the world's billionaires have just like immediately bought them up. Oh, really? It is. It's happening. But <laughs> is there not a way? Will we not have developed an easy way then to convert like salt water into drinking water? I, I mean, clearly not, because like they these are clever yeah. people who are going. In fact, Kamala Harris recently um, referenced it. She was like, "The wars that are now happening over oil." I'm such a fucking Debbie Down guest. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love You're it. in the right the place, mate. that are now happening over oil, yeah. just, you know, be prepared for those to be about water. It's fine. I've got like a six pack of Evian in my uh, yeah. pantry, but still. <laughs> Kamala Harris got a very, very cool uh, stepdaughter, she hasn't she? That. Kamala Harris is the vice president, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was. It all kind of went viral on inauguration day because her stepdaughter, who's like a really kind of almost Billie Eilish-esque kind of dyed hair, cool, young, yeah. tattooed girl, mm. um, kind of dressed a bit more smartly for inauguration. And then it was like, showed all her, all the all the um, articles, showed her Instagram page, which is her just being super cool. No. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, well, there you go. Very cool. Um, Ryan, you've brought up some amazing stuff in this uh, podcast. We're we asked one... We're all going to drown. We're all going <laughs> to die. But before we do, we ask one last question. How would you love to be remembered? Um... I mean, I'm, can I just be honest? I don't fucking care. Like, I don't care. I just, that, you know, I read that phrase the other day. You die twice. The first time when you physically leave this plane and the second time when you, um, You're when totally the, last, forgotten. the last time someone mentioned your name. Right. I think, move on. Like, he's had his innings and he made a lot of, <laughs> he made a lot of noise about it. Just like, move on. I'm fine with that, really. I don't feel like everyone should be moping around about it. Um, do you think like you? I mean, you obviously you've been in loads of TV shows and stuff. Do you reckon in like five hundred years, if if there's still humans, we'll be watching like or researching TV shows and listening to music from now or anything like that? Do you reckon they'll just be like, fuck, fuck that? I want to go in my spaceship and <laughs> don't know my v- VR experience. I don't know because we've not the greats. Yeah, the greats will still have a, like a the final Beatles, way. Obviously, everyone in the world knows who the Beatles are pretty much. Actually, they don't. They're already dying out. Until in the next 50 years, huge allegations of racism come out with the Beatles and then suddenly they're cancelled and then they have to be... But it was fine then. Really <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Well, John Lennon's one of the few people who seems to get away with the, for, uh, the fact that he was a terrible domestic abuser. Was he, he? He's kind of beaten yeah, yeah, cancellation. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's beaten it for... I, would, I don't know about that. He battered May Pang as well, didn't he? His, uh, his actual yeah. girlfriend. But so who 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 um, Yoko Ono suggested he get with whilst they had their separation? Yeah, um, crazy. No, but I think they all did. Paul Paul supposedly used to do a bit of that as well. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to Linda, surely. No, not. to um, Heather Mills. To Heather. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Pushed her down the stairs. That's libelous. No way. No, he didn't. It's not a podcast unless yeah. I say something libelous, though, is it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. It's been brilliant. Have you got anything? We plugged Brassic. Anything else you've been working on that you'd like to talk about or the audience to find out about? Ah, no, leave them to it. You know. Uh, social media stuff where they can find you any of that shit honestly I'm absolute dog shit on social media (laughs) I just think get off get off social media like I mean obviously follow Vom Cruz it's really funny (laughs) right 
Thank you very I've much. Done, I've done that, but then well, if you, had, if you hadn't done and we hadn't had a little chat, then you know I wouldn't have been able to blag you to come on here. So <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, absolutely, I'm, that is great. I'm grateful to that. That is that is great. But just don't follow me on Instagram. I, I post absolute dog shit. I look like a prick on there. Like I need to just clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, definitely do not follow Ryan Samson on Instagram. Do follow us at Pod. It's your funeral. Uh, Vom Cruz, as Ryan mentioned, uh, at Vom Cruz. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back another time. Goodbye. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.